Meatballs, meatballs. Meatballs, meatballs. Podcast number 20. This is Meatball Fulton. And this is an update. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'll try to catch up here. We finished Ruby 8, and I'll play you a scene or two. And Mojo's Voodoo Adventure I'm finishing this week, and I'll play you something from that too. And we're working on the uh, four-minute film noir videos, and, well, why don't I just stop talking and play you something, and then talk, and then play, okay? Here's a scene from Ruby 8, The Good King Kapoor. Tim Clark did some really nice music for this. And it's a funny scene. It's now the middle of the night. Everyone is fast asleep. Suddenly, the castle begins to vibrate. It begins to tilt this way and then that way. Andor awakens to feel the whole castle shaking and shuddering as though it's about to sneeze. Is this an earthquake? Andor staggers down the hallway, which is pitching him back and forth. He braces himself on the door jamb and raps on Ruby's bedroom door. Ruby! Andor, what the hell is going on? I think we're moving. Is the ground moving or are we? I'll look out the window. Maybe I can see. Furniture is bouncing all around. It's dark out there. Can't you see anything? There's a couple of faint moons, but I can't. A tree just went by. A tree? I think so. Just one? Well, no, another one just passed. Are they moving or are we? I think it's both. You mean the trees just pick up their roots and walk? It looks that way. Wow. I saw a boulder go by. A rolling rock? It was walking. A rock with feet. It's too dark to tell. I gotta see this. All the trees look like they're moving. Are you saying everything is in motion? I don't think the hills are, but just about everything else. You mean everything is alive, including this castle? It looks that way. Is this natural, or did they create it? I think it's biotechnology. You mean they not only grew this castle, but the rocks and trees. Everything is engineered? It's possible. We've stopped moving. Does this castle have little feet? I think we've settled down. Good. Maybe I can get some sleep. I wonder if we're grazing. Do castles graze? They have to sustain themselves. You mean it's like we're inside a big cow? I I think it's more vegetable than animal. Oh, well, I'm going back to bed. Good night, Andor. Good night, Ruby. Oh, God. Is everything alive? I hope this bed doesn't decide to go for a stroll in the middle of the night. What was that? Someone was standing there, but now they're not. Ruby 8, by the way, is now out on CD, and you can get it as a download and so on from our website, zbs.org. Now, Mojo's Vest Pocket Voodoo Adventure. I just got the music from Tim today, and one of the scenes that I really like are when Mojo Sam boards a trolley in Philadelphia, enters a tunnel, and inside the tunnel, he finds he's on a train called the Voodoo Express. And Mojo has a sort of magic pocket watch um, that's originally from Haiti, and it's a conductor's watch. 
It has a closed face. It snaps open. Here, I'll show you. You press the crown to open the clasp. There, see? <laughs> There's no face. I beg your pardon? Uh, the watch. It doesn't have a face. See? <laughs> no hands, no numbers, nothing. Oh my god. And the way the light catches the surface, it's like an eye looking back at you. I'm so sorry about this. Where did this watch come from? Uh, Haiti. Haiti? Yes. Who owned this watch? Uh, let's see. Uh, the original owner was... Uh, his name was Papa Hugan. That means high priest. It does? Is this a voodoo watch? What? Do you sell model voodoo trains? <laughs> no, we do not. Hmm. This watch has got a feel to it. What do you mean? Here, hold it. Oh, no, no thank you. Something is going on here. But what happened to the face? Hmm. By the looks of it, it's been faceless for a long time. I recorded the trolley in Philadelphia back when we were doing uh, mumbo-jumbo. And I also recorded a train in India for a series called the Taj Express. And it's a steam train, and it runs from uh, New Delhi to Agra, where the Taj Mahal is. And it's actually the name of the train. They call it the Taj Express. So I was trying to get close enough to the engine to record the sound of the whistle when I was on the train. And I was back in second class, and I had to buy a ticket from the conductor, first class ticket, that is, so I could get up to the front, you know, right behind the engine. I still wasn't getting the sound of the whistle of the train. It just wasn't too muffled. So I went into the bathroom, and I found there was an open grate in the floor, and I was able to put the mics down there and sort of got some nice wheel sounds as well as whistles. And fortunately, no one came in to use the bathroom while I was there. Anyway, I like the way the, uh, this makes the transition from the trolley to the train. Hmm. Well, watch. What do you want me to do? You want to look around? See what you see? Yeah. You're still ticking. Or breathing. I hope this watch doesn't turn out to be bad luck. Because I got the feeling you're not going to be so easy to get rid of. As Mojo rides along, he stares at the face of the watch. That strange, opaque eye that seems to be looking back at him. The trolley enters a tunnel. The eye stares at Mojo. It winks. Mojo suddenly realizes that he's no longer riding a streetcar. He's on a train. How did that happen? They emerge from the tunnel. He looks out the window. It's dark. He sees no lights of the city. Far off in the distance, he could see an occasional flash of strange blue lightning. Man, something just happened, and I don't know what it is. 
there's something we recorded called Fallen Angels at Bounce. It's a kind of a film noir story. It's episodic, an ongoing story, and there's eight episodes running about seven minutes each, and we videotaped the first episode against a green screen. And Genevieve, who's been doing our film noir backgrounds, will be drawing in the sets, and it takes a while. The video of the first episode probably won't be ready until the end of the year. But we did record the complete Fallen Angels for radio and audio, and it's set in Manhattan and Brazil, so we'll be using a lot of the sounds that Tim and I recorded in Brazil when we did Dreams of Rio, and we captured some great sounds and music there. And Fallen Angels features Joe Mo and Flo, and I've just started editing the voices so we don't have any sounds or music mixed in yet, but I thought I'd play you a raw, bare scene, just the voice of little Leroy, a sort of short gangster, who is in Rio trying to find Flo. Leroy gets drunk on cachaça, that's sugarcane alcohol, and he has hallucinations about cockroaches. Meanwhile, back in Rio, little Leroy is not doing too good. You know what this is? Cachaça. Alcohol they squeeze out of sugar canes. The Brazilian drink it a billion gallons a day. And they run the cars on it, too. Whew. Whew. That's why it tastes like gasoline, but it's cheap. All you gotta do is mix it with pineapple and soda and whatever you got to kill the taste, and boom, that'll do the trick. Wow! Oh, rats. It's the boss. Don't answer. Play dumb. Shh. Leroy's not here. He's sleeping. I should mention that the Brazilian cockroaches are the biggest roaches in the world. And there are people that actually make pets of them. And honest, really. And there's even a society to save the Brazilian cockroach, and I'm not making this up. They don't look anything like our roaches. They're more like a kind of big beetle with short, short legs, you know. In fact, they're almost cute. And you can Google them and see for yourself. Uh, they're referred to as giant Brazilian cockroach. I mean, they're not, you know, that big. They're not as big as your hand. Unless you're a small person like little Leroy. And meanwhile, back in Rio, little Leroy is sobered up. So what happened was I was drinking cachaça and I nodded off and I had this dream. And I was back in my room in that roach motel and there were roaches everywhere. One would creep out from under the bed and I'd stomp on it. it. Didn't matter how many I squashed, more kept coming out from under my bed and then they kept getting bigger and bigger. And I mean, some of these Brazilian roaches, they're the size of your shoe. And then I see this king-size roach, he's got a partner. I mean, I'm no way I'm gonna step on those two. They'd flip me on my ass. So in this drunken dream, this voice in my head, it says, Right, the roaches. And you know how dreams are. I mean, the next thing I know, I'm standing on the roaches. I got one strapped to each shoe like I've invented roach roller skates. And we scoot out into the hallway and then down the steps and out onto the street. And I'm going, hoo-hoo-wee, this is one wild-ass roach ride. And then I realize these roaches are crazy. They could get me killed. We're going to offer Fallen Angels first as a download, so you can hear it the way it's supposed to be heard, episodically. 
As we finish each episode, you can download it, and later it will be released as a CD and a complete one-hour download. Now, if you catch each episode as it's released, not only will you get, you know, about a seven-minute episode, at the end of each episode, there'll be a commentary by the writer, me, and I'll tell you about all the strange and wonderful and wacky behind-the-scenes things that go on while making that particular episode. So each episode will have its own little mini-podcast attached, and we hope to start this around mid-October. And if you're on our mailing list, we'll let you know when you can start downloading. That's Fallen Angels That Bounce. And I think it's one of the best things I've written. Anyway, that's the update. This is Meatball Fulton, zbs.org. Thank you.